Okay, yeah, yeah, you're here, you're here. Okay, we're in the mix now. I'm okay, not sure exactly okay. why I'm not sure why I'm not getting these notifications. We're having to go through the extra step of making sure we bridge this gap, but whatever it takes to get this to get this platform going. Okay. All right. So uh now uh confession, we actually did this last <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so Okay, so this isn't the first time, but we're gonna do it again. Okay, mm -hmm. so there are going to be uh, times when it's going to almost be like a, uh, a uh, you know, more like a, a review of what we yep. already said before and not necessarily uh, something that we just brought up just now. So, uh, of course, uh, the topic is going to be sex and oh. uh, oh, oh. MOTU. And, you want to talk about sex, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, it's going to be sex in MOTU and, and Princess of Power. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you want to start it off? Yeah, so before we do that and stuff, I mean, so we're not being biased and so we're not picking on Master Universe as a property. I mean, maybe off-air and stuff, we should go ahead and take the same topic and just see how it applies to other, um, other properties, especially okay. of the 80s, since we had a little more liberty and stuff with our creations in the 80s. We should, off the record, see how that applies to other and just make sure that, you know, our content is right for the brand or if it's just made up in our head. We had the conversation once already. And right before we got on here, we had the conversation again. So we believe that it's in line with what we're talking about. But just out of curiosity, I like to see how it applies to other, you know, um, genres and everything else, too. But as it sits right now, we want to go ahead and have the adult conversation uh, that we can have now 30 years, 40 years later from master universe filmation to new adventures to the 2000x to revelation and how sex might apply to our beloved master universe franchise from the media to the movie to the actual action figures and how sex might be applicable now on the surface you guys might be like what's sexy about master universe because you might have never had to look at it and ask yourself that but i mean we have some off the wall topics and conversations just to create some content for this uh podcast and this was one of the more obvious ones that's not so obvious at all as a five to seven year old child when you first got introduced to the line. But over the years and as we mature and evolve and we lead up to what is a revelations and we find out there's something that's missing from this new form factor. This from the beginning, we've deducted that it might just be the sexual aspect and if not sexual aspect, the original character designs, which led us to the conversation of Master Universe is pretty sexy. And without that oh, sex appeal. Oh, yeah, without that sex appeal, it's not Master Universe. And that's not to come all across as creepy or pervy and stuff. But after we go ahead and explain um, our perspective from the beginning and up until now, maybe you'll see the things the way we see them. Or you might just say, you guys are just two kooks and that's just too much for me. <laughs> and and, and we, we, are, we are definitely keeping this PG. So, I mean, hey, let's start off. Um, Mattel, you know, toy company, missed out mm -hmm. on Star Wars in 1976. Okay, mm -hmm. and then uh, Kodan came out, and they were uh, tagged for doing the uh, toy line for Conan, and then checked out Conan and saw that it was a little violent. Yep. You know, kind of, you know, a little sexual. And they decided, I mean, this is rumor, but, you know, kind of controversial, but they decided to do their own line, sort of Conan-like, more kid-friendly, mm -hmm. okay? And, uh, you know, uh, Frank... Uh, Frazetta, he did the uh, artwork 
for a lot of the uh, for for Conan, you know, um, the illustrations uh, for the uh, the comics and posters, etc. And you had uh, Rudy Abreu, who was obviously inspired by Frank Frazetta to do the box art for Masters of the Universe. And what did he bring us? Uh, uh, Frazetta type. You know, uh, uh, the muscular, you know, the, the men, the women looking sexy, the, the monsters, the fantasy, the magic. So um, you had artwork and a spirit that was inspired, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, um, and it was inspired by um, artwork that was very sexy you know, from Conan. So, you know, how in the world can you deny that the heart and soul of the, the visual aspect of Masters of the Universe is a very um, fantastic, uh, magical, sexual type of vibe, type of energy. So, um, you know, um, and then we go to the action figures and you go to uh, Roger Sweet and how he uh, presented the figure and he made them, you know, of course you had Star Wars figures and Clash of Titan figures that were pretty small, slender type built figures. He brought in a chunky, massive, muscular figure, okay? And then when they uh, went and they did the, um, you know, the actual figure line, uh, the, for the test subjects for the kids, they even have uh, stories about how one of the kids tried to, well, they had stories about how the kids were in awe and, you know, literally almost fondling the Teeler figure <laughs> and right. to like us take her because it was like, whoa, like, you know, like, you know, we never seen anything like this. And of course, Teela is, you know, um, very, you know, um, barely dressed, you know, she has the boots, you know, beautiful figure. So this isn't, you know, there is no way of, 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 of denying that Masters of the Universe, uh, you know, is empowered by attractiveness, you know, right. sexuality. So, yeah, you go ahead from there. <laughs> okay. So to kind of piggyback off some of your okay. statements, so many okay. different ways and stuff. I mean, we got um, the grandfathers of sci-fi and fantasy and I'd say Flash Gordon, yes. um, John Carter's of Mars. And I mean, when you look at these things, if they weren't over-sexualized for the time, they had one thing in common. And this is pretty much the same with any kind of fantasy or storytelling. And Scott brought this up more recently in one of his podcasts, too, or his YouTube channel. Um, there's always a female um, in distress. There's a damsel. And for boys, you know, of our uh, ilk and our age and stuff, or at the time we were kids and stuff, you had to be worthy to be saved, too. So without question and stuff, they definitely took, you know, the Tila figure, I'd say. And if she wasn't to be the damsel because she was a warrior goddess, they definitely played up the sex appeal on her. You know, so you're always going to have that balance and stuff in between the men and the women. But past the point of having a female character inject into your line, was it necessary for you to go ahead and have these overly muscular built action figures? Because me and you have a conversation, too. And we said, do you have any less respect for Luke Skywalker, who's pretty much just a basic buck? And I mean, he's warped, uh, he's garbed in pants and a robe and you have no less respect for him. But it was something more visual attracting to boys and probably what made the, the toy line a billion dollar toy line to even girls. Because you see these guys and they have these impossible physiques that nobody can 
even begin to obtain, you know, naturally, of course, maybe with some drug enhancements. But <laughs> yeah. it was so, it was something to be said about the way those action figures were sculpted from the design to the ideal to the finished product and stuff. And I could tell you, you know, at seven years old, seeing that, I mean, you got a guy and the most coverage he has on his body is a fur boots because the cod piece wasn't covering anything. Then he had a metal harness and stuff that went over his chest. And that was amazingly appealing to me to see that for the lead uh, figure. And you're like, yeah, there's no way this guy can't move mountains. Look at his physique. And then you took the same buck. And we know that it was smart business for Mattel to use that same buck. But the fact that you made that buck just as solid and perfect as you possibly can, and you decided to take that through waves of your action figures, we were programmed to seeing that. And that was, you know, that was our, our drug of choice with the Master Universe line. And then you had the Tila, who pretty much had the one piece on. And then you took that with the evil in your sorceress. I mean, it wasn't a lot of coverage on the females either. And then we had the conversation, too, where it translated into your She-Ra. She-Ra, you very well could have went ahead and made her the equivalent of He-Man by making her buffed and jacked up. But, of course, that wouldn't have passed at that time. But, no, you decided to keep her slender, feminine. And then I tell you, too, then you put a translucent skirt on her. And you added to that and you put heels on her. Yes. So it's kind of like what, what, what was a diet we were feeding our kids at the time that made us the adults we are today? I think it just led us to the conversation we're having right now. So we should go ahead and talk about how sex played into the filmation, which we kind of covered, and how it evolved over the years leading up to Revelations and how it might apply to the CGI show. So we've already said, obviously, these shows appear to be sexy in test studies and stuff. The boys are trying to steal the Tila dolls. And it's just interesting to know that at that time and stuff, we can get away with stuff like that in our toys because it wasn't pornographic by any stretch of imagination. Oh, no. But but it was sexy. But I promise you, if you had to reintroduce this line for the first time to kids today for the time, it wouldn't have nearly as much impact. Not nearly, you know, especially because of what these kids are exposed to and what they have access to today. You know what I mean? The, these toys would never have the same impact if they're introduced for the first time today, which is what makes the line so magical. And it was lightning in the bottle in the 80s. So if you want to go ahead and apply it to the next uh, iteration of Master Universe, we could do that unless you want to add on to some more from the 80s. But needless to say, I think after having a conversation, it's rather obvious the intentions to some degree was to go ahead and make these action figures sexy without the overt intention of it being sexy. But after all is said and done, it had to be signed off on. It had to be approved. And once it made it to market without, I mean, it wasn't without fault. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, people were up at arms and they said it was demonic and everything else. But I mean, nobody really had much, much say about, you know, what I'm saying the aesthetics of the action figures, I don't think. But I'm pretty sure it was some groups in the 82 that felt some kind of way about the guys being half naked barbarians. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, well, from, you know, just thinking back and, and thinking back in a realistic way. I, I didn't know anything. Uh, when Masters Universe came out, I didn't know about sex. I didn't know about um, the fact that uh, a human couldn't get that muscular. You know, I mean, I really thought I was, you know, kind of like kind of the uh, Hulk Hogan uh, slogan, uh, say your prayers, take your vitamins, you know, yeah. eat right. You know, I really, I, I had no idea that, you know, people took steroids to look like that. I really thought that if, people worked really hard and when you grow up you can look like a he-man figure so in a way you know ignorance wise i didn't even know that that was like a unattainable uh, uh look i thought that it wasn't you know i think that was the magic is you really felt like this could be real 
you know, like, you know, it could be possible to ride a big giant green tiger, you know, you just never know, you know, it's just, <laughs> you're just like, you know, e even when it came to, you know, just, just everything about Masters of the Universe, you just felt like it can happen. You felt like it was, it, it could be real. So, yes, when you look at Skeletor and the fact that he is actually almost naked, even though he right. you know, the blue skin, that's his skin. It's not like it's tights. You know, you, you didn't pay attention. All you saw was, was Skeletor and for him to wear a hood and the harness and and, and, and the loincloth is, is okay. Like, yeah. that's, that's a normal thing. And I think that's one of the uh, beauties of uh, being ignorant in the 80s and not having internet and having people just spoon feed knowledge to you is, you know, when they showed this stuff to us, it just seemed right, you know? So no one was criticizing the fact that Tila was uh, fighting in like a, almost like a bathing suit and some boots, high heel boots. Nobody was tripping on that. But one thing that we did know is they were attractive people, even because that's just a primal thing. We looked at their forms and we were like, these are attractive people, no matter what. Mm -hmm. and, not, and not even just the bodies. The faces. Everybody, yeah. for the most part, from women to men, they had nice looking faces. Men arms, you know, he had the Magnum PI mustache. I mean, I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of wild. You know, you say to yourself, you know, the men arms in the uh, mini comics and action figure didn't have a mustache, but they decided to put a mustache on men in arms. Was it because they felt like the moms are going to watch the series with their kids and the moms thought that Tom Selleck was hot? You never know, but you never know. You never know, but you had uh, Tila. You know, she had red hair and it was up. You had the sorceress, and even though she was older, her body and face did not look older. The only thing that looked older about the sorceress was her voice. They, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, she just put a twang on her voice to make her sound oh, evil. Lynn body, same. You know, what I'm she wasn't like some wicked witch with, with a cloak on. She was rocking her little body, and even <laughs> uh, and even the uh, to to the uh, a Roboto, you uh, you had a robot that had nice jack arms. He didn't need <laughs> to have muscles at all. He was a robot. You gave muscles to a robot. You know what I'm saying? So nobody <laughs> nobody was safe when it came to sex appeal in Masters of the Universe. You know what I'm saying? Except for Orko, they kept them covered. But, <laughs> but but hey, he had a sense of humor. And, and, and women find humor sexy. So even him, you know, but, but um, yeah, but like you said, going into, um, let's say, I guess, New Adventures. Going into let's New talk Adventures. about it. Okay, now, uh, yet again, the uh, characters in New Adventures, they were, um, you know, still muscular, not as muscular as the characters in Filmation. Um, now, I feel like they, oh, well, I think one thing is the story, the characters, the big change was one of the reasons why it wasn't popular with mm -hmm. um, the kids who grew up with formation. But another reason why for me personally was I didn't like the action figures. If you took, and I have some new adventure figures now, if you take a new adventure figure, and a, a classic one, I mean a vintage one, and put him next to a... Um, well, you know, the I don't want to say filmation, they weren't exactly filmation, but if you put them next to a vintage 
um, um, the first line of Mass Universe figures, it, you you almost want to put the uh, new adventure figures with your GI Joes, etc. I mean, they were yeah. they, they were shorter, they were smaller, skinnier. I mean, they, I, I know some people who grew up with new adventures will argue and say that they may have had more articulation. They had a uh, different type of bucks, you know, and, you know, it was a better quality. But to us growing up with these massive uh, swivel hips um, 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 characters, <laughs> I mean, that look like they can like literally just punch through a wall without the power of Skull. It was a really, really big contrast, you know, yeah. and, and, and it was a big pill to swallow to tell me that these little shrimps, from New Adventures are are part of the same line as the ones that we grew up with. I mean, just just He Man alone. I mean, he's wearing pants. He's 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 a lot slimmer, and he has a ponytail. Saying by the power of Eternia, and it's like, what is going on? And um, I just feel like when it comes to um, New Adventures, they really uh, they they covered the characters and and. I know that as a kid, you you weren't thinking to yourself, "Is not sexy enough." Of course, we weren't thinking that. You know, we probably right. even thinking that when we looked at the, uh, the 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 first line. But I think that in you know the back of our minds, it was there. It was it was like this isn't right. There's something missing. You know, the women are, are way more dressed. You know, they they're fully clothed and. You know, and and I kind of skipped over this, but even with um, Princess of Power, with Shira, I mean, you want to talk about um, a, a preteen or a teenage kid hormones on overload? I mean, good grief! It's like, yeah, we had um, Tila before, and we had Evelyn and some other side characters, but now you got a whole cast of nothing but gorgeous women that are empowered, that, you know, are wearing, you know, clothes that guys normally spend money and throw dollars at. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> like, you know, I'm quite sure I, I would like to know, like, how many, like, fathers and, and, and et cetera were watching the series, like, man, you know, what in the world's going on here? You know, it, it, it was wild. It was really, really wild. I mean, it was like a, 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 a Hugh Hefner fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of like yeah. all these beautiful women just fit for no reason, hair different colors, and uh, I mean the hair different colors, different outfits. And it, it was so wild. I remember as a kid saying to myself, like, man, that you know, you want to talk about He Man being lucky? What about Bo? And <laughs> she, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like you want to talk about lucky? Look at this guy. So. Yeah, it's really interesting how you have, um, like we talk about with power, how you have um, a guy who's empowered by the power of Grayskull, and he is a monster. He's Jack. But then you go mm -hmm. to Shira line, and she is just as strong as He-Man, but she is not Jack nearly at all. She has the body of a model and not the body of a bodybuilder. So uh, yeah. yeah, and you got to wonder what... You got to wonder what went into that decision making. So uh, let me go ahead and backtrack. Yes. Let me double uh -huh. back right quick. So yes. I want to say something too. So I, I guess, you know, the controversy of sex appeal never was um, of debate because we also got to remember as us buying the half naked toys is what I'll say at this point in time. Our parents were being entertained by Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
Sylvester Stallone, you know, um, the Bruce Willis's of the world. And our action stars were equally as appealing and sexy. So that was just a part of 80s culture. We just didn't necessarily know that was going to be a part of our diet. And I can't take credit for this because you said it before. And I'm going to take but I'm going to take this and apply it to everything else. And we'll end up on this note. But if you take the same character design as original He-Man and you apply it to any iteration of storytelling, the He-Man is all forgiven. So we'll end up with that at Revelations. But because we were talking about New Adventure, if you wanted to go ahead and sell the same toy to a little boy who was intrigued by Atila at that time, well, imagine what happens seven years later when he's uh, in the age of 12 to 14, you know what I'm saying? Hormones raised and everything like that. He definitely would have seen Tila in a different light. So with that being said, I've watched episodes of New Adventure and I can't say that the story's bad. I can say at the very least it's entertaining. But with that being said, the character designs are off, which is why I couldn't get into the toys. And I remember seeing them, too, in between the age of 12 and 14 at the store. And I was like, huh, He-Man. And initially I was interested because it was He-Man. But I'm looking at the characters and I'm like, something's missing. And I'm like, it's the character designs. And even at that time, I didn't ask myself why the character design mattered so much. But it was a part of our initial diet. If you raise me on the barbarian look, half naked, skinly clad warriors and uh, goddesses, then that's all I know. So I can't say the new adventure wasn't a bad concept or I, a bad idea. But to your point that you made probably three weeks ago, which got us on this topic, if you took the same character design, which is the original Coke formula and undoctrined, and you put it in a new adventure background, I think that it would have flourished and succeeded equally as well, or if not equally as well, it would have had a better performance. And I think that you could probably take those original designs and put them in any backdrop, but you have to go ahead and reel us in with what we know in order to get our support. Because when you start doing radical departures, we'll support it and stuff, because I'm a master's apologist. I'll support whatever comes through. But if you ask me, and without even putting a gun to my head, if you just ask me to categorize what's the best, I'm always going to go back to that vintage. Always going to go back to that vintage because it was the first thing. Now, I could be biased because that was the first thing I was introduced because I'm the old. That's the oldest memory I got and the first memory I got. But I do wonder and stuff. If you took that same thing, go ahead and do your new storytelling. Go ahead and do your new media and everything like that. But keep the Coke formula the same as far as the character designs and stick that in a shitty property and stuff. And I bet you get more fan support because instantly off the visual recognition, we know what we're looking at. So I think that's where the failure was in New Adventures. Like I said, I thought it was entertaining, but I do believe because it was such a radical departure just on that visual, the visual aspect. And then you didn't really offer up any females, you know, um, in New Adventures at all to go back to the sex appeal. So you didn't even have that duality and that balance and stuff. I think it was just sausage fest across the board with New Adventures on, on the surface. So you didn't even have that, you know what I'm saying, balance of genders in there. So it was kind of like, so what are we doing here? This is just rock'em, sock'em. There's no love interest. There's no uh, fighting for affection. It's just, you know what I'm saying, He-Man in, in outer space. Done, done, and done. And actually, as somebody that doesn't even look like He-Man, so it's not He-Man in outer space. Was it a failure? And if it was, why was it? I'm just guessing. Maybe it wasn't the He-Man that we we were, we, we were used to. So That's an interesting point. I didn't think about that, how in Filmation, you did have a lot of uh, relationships love interests like you had a, a relationship with you know stratos um you had relationships with you know with uh, uh tila had like guys who were um um still longing for her had crushes on her you know mm -hmm. um the one with the, the the wizard um you had uh situations where you had um 
Oh, geez, I, the name escapes me, but the uh, the one where you had the two characters and they were asleep, and one woke up and then she woke up and then she was, was like checking out He Man, and then the guy is like lurking around and he's jealous. Ah, oh, I can't remember the name, but yeah, and I remember the guy had a spider or something, right? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but I remember that episode where you had. Etc. So, and and even with uh, Orko, where the yeah. episode with Lady uh, Green, uh, ah, I'm killing the name, but it was one where with the talisman and and they went to the tar swamp and he was trying to like get in good with her and he uh you know he got in trouble of course but you had a lot of episodes where um you had characters you know get caught up you know for the affections of a female or you had uh even episodes where there was a woman who was in love with a guy but the guy was in love with somebody else but you had a lot of relationship things where you probably i don't think that that was um a lot of that in new adventures don't do me wrong because i didn't watch a lot of new adventures i mean i did but i didn't watch new adventures as much as i watched animation now we talked about uh filmation we talked about princess of power which is also filmation then we talked about new adventures i guess and and, you know we're not going to really get into all of the comics etc because it's just no no right because we go into the ladybird we go into coloring books whatever but also we can touch which was in the mix of this is the live action movie where you had big old buff Dolph lingering coming off of uh rocky four and yep. this man was wearing like wow, draws. like he was, <laughs> he was wearing some leather drawers. You know what I'm he saying? He was wearing leather drawers. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that right there is like, okay, uh, what's up with this? They could easily put Dolph in like some like leather pants or something, whatever. But no, they were selling sex appeal. I mean, believe it or not, that that was sex appeal. I mean, yeah, and without I, question, mm-hmm. without question, I mean, uh, selling the sex appeal. I mean. Dolph Lundgren, he was the epitome, you know what I'm saying, of all American stuff. You know what I mean? He had the blonde flowing locks and stuff. He had a, a body that most men would uh, aspire for, you know, after being in a gym. And I'm pretty sure he was sexy to women, too. And that's the yeah. lead of your movie. And that's at 87, you know what I'm saying, before all the sensitivity uh, awareness start coming about and stuff in the 1990s and then the 2000s to what we got today. So without question, you definitely were going to go ahead and sell him on that notion that he is a sexy guy. And I mean, even Tila. Tila had on, you know what I'm saying, this one-piece leotard and stuff, and I thought that was sexy, you know, without showing too much and stuff. Now, um, Evil Inn in the movie. Oh, the, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Megan, I mean, she couldn't yeah. do any wrong, you know what I'm saying, those gray, blue, stark, pierced eyes. One, she's beautiful just facially, but the way yeah. she carried herself, you know what I'm saying, that was very seductive, the way she carried herself and she, the way she delivered her lines. You know, it was an all-star performance and stuff, but it had sex appeal to it as well, too. You know, you could tell she wasn't just this mage, you know, who was evil and stuff. The way she delivered and stuff came across as sexual to me. I could be wrong and somebody else. But even in your movie, you wanted to go ahead and get that point across. Now, I'm pretty sure you would have did more with Tila if you thought you could have because it was a live action. You had to tame it down a little bit. But you didn't spare any expense when it came to He-Man. So even with that. Now, the movie wasn't nearly as popular as it could have been and should have been. But with that being said, too, though. Going back to the, the 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 one point that I made, if you made those character designs as equally as original as you did with the first introduction of the vintage He-Man figure and what Filmation looked like, 
would your movie have been any more successful just because of the first introduction in our diet of how He-Man looked? So it wasn't a radical departure, but yet and still it was a different departure. And that's no knock to William Stout because I thought what he did was was um, fitable for the movie. But it was 87 after we were introduced in 82. So it probably took them too long to go ahead and make a live action movie anyways. And they had to take some liberties to change it when it came to the live action. But I just asked a question. You know, the story was kind of light. It sounds like, you know, the budget, there were budget issues. So they had to go ahead and bring it to Earth. But I just wonder if that as well as New Adventures could have could have benefited from the exact original design on film. I wonder I wonder if you just did that. I wonder what would happen. Well, and well, also going back to when you were talking about um, the movie, and then you know, I'll, I'll even bring up um, Meg Foster, right? So, yeah, what one thing about Meg Foster that I noticed that was like very sexual was her interaction with uh, Frank Langella. Skeletor, well, yeah, she, absolutely. The Skeletor. Um, I mean, well, let's, let's even talk about Frank Langella. During he was in his heyday, he was also mm-hmm. known as a sex symbol, even though. He was um, uh, in makeup and, and fully clothed. Just his, his, his deliverance, his his, uh, his his charisma, you know, that was also something that a lot of people were attracted to. And there was scenes where you saw the sexual tension between him mm-hmm. and people. It wasn't just no partnership or that was his minion. You knew that they were actually in some type of intimate relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even more than what He Man and Tila could ever show was, and that's something that's always been. I'm not, I want to say always been, but that's but not information. But that's something that has been in the uh, Masters of the Universe lore is the fact that Skeletor and Evil Lynn have something going on. You know? Oh, without question. And yeah. I'll just say this right here, real quick. It's one thing to go ahead and have game and be an ugly brother. Try having enough. <laughs> Try, try, try having enough game to compensate for the lack of a whole face. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, hey, um, now when we're talking about sex appeal, like I said, we, you know, me and you, we're both in the same boat. Um, yep. And we have no, um, 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 I, I, I was, I like to say, no idea, or we are no way a authority on this. But I'm also sure that when it comes to sex appeal, that um, people. Um, of um, a different sexual orientation saw things and attractions yeah. that like, you know, a lot of people uh, didn't see, you know what I'm saying? But so, you know, how we talked about the guys were very muscular and powerful and built, you know, like me and you, we looked at it like, oh, you know, um, these guys, you know, we want to aspire to be like them or, you know, they get all the girls, but there were also um, boys at the time, who looked at these guys like, you know, these guys are attractive guys, you know, so yep. good looking guys, you know, back to what I was saying before, these guys weren't only muscular, a lot of guys had handsome faces. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's something because we talked about this, how, um, it, you know, I'm taking from you, how you said, like, you know, coming up, you thought that, you know, He-Man was like this you know, this, you know, macho, machismo, you know, type of line, you know, how could a guy who, um, you know, is of a particular lifestyle, you know, because you would think that, 
in our eyes, Master Universe is like, you know, the guy gets the girl and, you know, just kind of like toxic masculinity type of a uh, franchise that, you know, one of the beauties of Masters of the Universe is what I see or what my world is, it's going to be different from what your world is when you play. Yeah. I'm going to play with my figures and do things with my figures in a different way than what you do. And um, when we go, you know, I've, I've been to a few conventions, you've been to all the conventions. And when we go there and we, um, you know, break bread and, 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 and after party, we talk with people and stuff. You find that there are, there's a very diverse crowd of people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. the masters and the universe community. And yep. it's amazing because you say to yourself, like, wow, like, you know, you know, this is really all encompassing, you know, I mean, even to a point to where you get uh, ladies, you know, you get girls there. You're like, why are you here? You know, is it for, I guess you like Shira. And it's like, yeah, I like Shira, but I like Master Universe. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's amazing how it just gripped and brought in so many people. Um, so, okay. So we went to the movie um, uh, and then for the movie, I, I guess uh, 2000X. 2000X is the next thing. And okay. then it's funny, too. It's funny that we say 2000X because, I mean, from the many people I surveyed and stuff, because Revelation is a, the flavor of the month, you know, everybody's going to say that we were um, led to a false promise because they had to compare it to Filmation because of some of the um, promotion early on. And then yeah. when you get in a conversation of where your expectations met, a lot of people were saying no because they, they thought they were going to deliver on the goods of Filmation. But then once they go ahead and start going down a rabbit hole of he-Man Media, the next thing they do go to, which was the second best next to Filmation, is 2000X for storytelling. And I'm just going to say it for what it's worth. The character designs look as close to the original as ever in any kind of media form. And I'm just going to say that not only was it a good story, was a good entertaining, but it was easily recognizable. Albeit that the four horsemen had to go ahead and change up the character designs to go ahead and meet the times and stuff. And they put their style and flair on it. You didn't have to squint one eye and get you know within two feet to recognize that was He-Man. When you see these things on the shelf, although they had like the hyper anime, you knew who they were. It wasn't like some radical departure from the character designs, which made us jump into it all on board. Now, as to why the show didn't succeed, there's a lot of speculation that it was a time slot. As to why the, to the toys didn't sell as well at retail, it sounds like there were too many variants on the shelf. But from what I could tell is, prior to the classics coming on board, 2000X had a good chance at being the next successful line in any He-Man iteration. So much so that when the figures stopped um, selling retail, NECA started producing, I think it was the statues, the statues that I know that you're a fan of. So yeah. it's something to be yeah. said about that. And that wouldn't have had its potential success if it was another one of those wild and radical departures. So yet again, you came close to our original formula and we knew at the point in time, no, that's not our original, but we embrace that with open arms and mind you it was not the same story it was an addition to what female uh what fe female what filmation introduced and all the different lore and it was an expansion of the storytelling to propel you know the lore but we embraced it and we were all on board and stuff and we ate it up i, I don't i don't i don't know too many fans that don't like 2000x and if they do they got a nitpick really hard and i i gotta credit that to hey it's easily recognizable that's my He-Man. Not exactly, but that's my He-Man. Oh, that's my Tila. That's my man in arms. You can recognize him for what it's worth. 
And if we go back and say that the original diet that we were introduced to was those sexy figures, well, here we are at 2000X in 2000, 1999, 2000, 2002, and you got characters that look the same. Hey, that's my sexy He-Man. He's jacked again. He's buffed up and stuff. A little departure with the design and stuff, but not too much. And then not only that, you went ahead and made uh, a stark distinction as to how Buffy was compared to who he was as Prince Adam. I think that was the first time we've seen a more, you know, just docile looking Prince Adam. So when he turned into He-Man, it was obvious he's turned into He-Man. It wasn't the filmation, same body style as Prince Adam and He-Man. This one, they really went and leaned in on the Clark Kent to the Superman thing. But even more so, this guy was pretty much like a teenager who turned into a man. So they overemphasized on it. So I would like to say with that, too, they took that whole sex appeal thing, because otherwise you could have just did the filmation and said, no, the guy's physically the same. You know what I'm saying? In either form. But this time you made it obvious that he's going from this meat guy to this buffed up guy again. So I think that's why 2000X is a second in line to be so successful because it had those implications of sexiness, not to mention it was just good storytelling. It was a great series, but it was the closest thing we had to filmation. So how do you feel about that one? I can't knock 2000X by a long shot. Well, I mean, you know, that they, they had the advantage of animation, um, um, the, you know, being able to do more with the animation. So that's why you were able to get such a contrast between Adam and um, He-Man. And it was almost like a Billy Batson a Shazam type of a thing where yeah. you had like, you know, a small, a much physically smaller guy become like a, a bigger guy to where, you know, unless you knew magic was involved, you had no way of telling, well, they both had green tigers, but you had no way of telling that one was the other. Um, I, I love 2000 X. I mean, there were some changes, but because masters of the universe is so all over the place when it comes to story, I think yeah. that it allowed um, a, a, some, some change. And of course, you know, one of the biggest changes they had was uh, Zodak, which they later retconned and made him Zodak with a K, which, you know, wh whatever. But um, yeah, they had, to, they had to keep the peace for whatever they reason. They had to keep the peace, which, you know, but then of course, you know, they, they had King Grayskull, which we know we're going to touch on that later on, but you had King, King Grayskull. And even yeah. when you had King Grayskull, you know, they went with the uh, bigger is better type of look where it really he was did. literally, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, he was literally a, a more jacked up version of He-Man. And, uh -huh. and the man had locks, you know, like the little uh, uh, braids that down the side of the hair. So it's kind of like, dang, you know, is He-Man enough? You had to make him even bigger. So it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you know, you. so it's like, what's going on there? So, um, I mean, I, like I, I love 2000X. I loved it. Um, there was a couple of things I wish that they wouldn't have done. Like, I didn't, I wasn't too keen on the battle cat design, but when right. it comes to like the actual he characters, they still kept them big. They weren't as, as stocky as the uh, the filmation ones, but they were a little taller, but they were still massive, big dudes. And then you, and then let's go, let's go on with, with the, uh, with, with the uh, ladies. And the 2000 X line, they didn't get bigger. If anything, no. I felt Tila was actually smaller. Yeah. Than, than filmation Tila, her yeah. between her and Evelyn, physique wise, they were more streamlined, more feminine looking. So I mean, when I say feminine, I mean like a smaller build. Where technically, I would say that the filmation ladies were probably more feminine, as in voluptuous wise. But yes. The uh, 2000X females were a lot more uh, um, um, 
like like little uh, Victoria's Secret little models. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was very interesting. And, um, you know, they kind of, you know, in going back to uh, relationships, et cetera, it, it, it showed the relationship between Skeletor and Evil Lynn. You know, even going back to Evil Lynn falling in love with Keldor, you know, showing yeah. him as like this handsome blue guard man. So I, I found that very interesting too. Um, so I, I guess, you know, that's pretty much it with the 2000 X line. When, I, when I'm thinking of like, you know, sex appeal, et cetera, that they added to it. Um, so after that, I guess that the next uh, media exposure that we got was, you know, to a lot of people, it was different. It was a lot of controversy um, was the uh, Shira. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah. And, and you know, going back to what I, I mean, was- I mean, forgive me and stuff. Whenever it comes to conversation time for media, Master Universe or its spinoff sister, um, He-Man and She-Ra, I always try to omit, you know, the new She-Ra. And that's not a knock, you know, to the show <laughs> or the fans. But that one just didn't get me. So I'm going to let you continue to go on and I'll go ahead okay. and elaborate on why it didn't hit home with me. Go ahead. OK, now, you know, as we all know, and like I said, I, 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 I'm no and no no way like an uh, expert or authority on this particular topic. But, you know, one of the big controversies about the new Shira series was, you know, the uh, the, the fact that the uh, the woman, um, Noel Stevenson, uh, Stevens, mm-hmm. um, she's openly gay and yeah. uh, she really wants to represent for the uh, LGBTQ plus community. Right. And yeah. I, 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 I understand and I think that that's something that we need in Masters Universe, not to a point to where it should be hammered in. You know, I just think it should be organic because like how we said before in filmation, I mean, as a, a, a hetero guy, you know, I saw one thing, but at the same, at the same time, filmation is the same uh, animation powerhouse that brought us Fat Albert, you know what I'm saying, which was a very, 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 very diverse cartoon. Um, yeah. And and also, Filmation was known, uh, and and uh, th- they welcomed a lot of openly gay artists. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And and for what I heard, like I said, if I'm wrong, I'm I'm sorry. But from what I heard, even uh, Lou Scheimer's daughter, Erica Scheimer, is is openly gay. And okay. And, you know, when you look at, like, a lot of designs, even to um, Prince Adam with the lavender, you know, the vest, and whatever, a lot of people, you know, and we know that they've kind of made jokes about Prince Adam, et cetera, right? The whole laughing thing and all that. But, I mean, you know, yes, to some of us, it's like, oh, you know, why are they doing that? To others, they're like, you know what? We're going to celebrate it, even to a point to where Super 7 actually made a Adam figure. You know, so it is what it is. Um, and, um, you know, it's like when it comes to this to this franchise, um, there's a lot of stories or that we can take from it that we can even make up ourselves. So even to the point of um, how where she went and she took Spinnerella and Natasha and she made them officially a couple, which was just one scene in the filmation series where they showed Natasha and Spinnerella together and they would just, they kind of walked off, 
And that's always been sort of like a thing <laughs> in the Masters in the Universe community that, oh, you know, they're together, but now she made it official. I mean, even um, Bo, um, you know, they gave him two fathers in the series. Uh, Catra took Scorpia, uh, 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 yeah, yes, uh, Scorpia to the prom. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it was a lot of rainbows, et cetera. And I understand, you know, it's like, it's it, you know you it's a, you want to have inclusion into yep. a series and it, it's great and I feel like like with a lot of properties you know if people want to have or they relate to a particular world and Masters of the Universe and Princess of Power I think it's all good if you don't like it and that's not your thing it's okay. You always got a particular series or, or, or time period that's yours. And in this day and time, I mean, it, it, this was something that, that's needed for, 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 for kids, et cetera. And it is what it is. I mean, I mean, you know, people, just like us, um, we like to see characters that we feel represent, you know? Yeah ourselves i mean even to a point to where they you know they even created a whole toy line and, and character of Sunman because yep. <laughs> a kid didn't see himself in a master of the universe line i mean heck in filmation the only black recurring character we had was malacta that still doesn't have an action figure to this day clamp champ yep. the first time well, I'm not, I don't want to go there. I'll go there later. But anyway, um, <laughs> for the uh, um, Shira um, series, Netflix series, um, I think that for what it is, the way it was written, etc., I think it's a good series. It's not okay. my Shira. It's it's just not my Shira. My Shira, going back to what we said about sexuality, sex appeal, etc. Number one, I want my Shira to be a grown woman. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. want her to be, I, 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 that's not, you know what? I know teachers own, but I don't play that, okay? I don't need an underage girl <laughs> to be looking at, okay? I want no. my cure a grown woman, you know what I'm saying? Simple as that. You know, I don't need a teenage, I don't need teenagers, and I want grown adults looking good. So that's one of the number one reasons why I feel that it didn't appeal to me. Now, now that I'm going there, a lot of people did not like this. Um, well, I say a lot of people did like it. A lot of new fans liked it, but a lot of old fans didn't like this Princess of Power series. But here's the question: What if it was sexier? Do you hey, see what I'm <clears throat> no, what you 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 you're saying the right thing and stuff. And I mean, when we say sexy and stuff. We're saying what the original characters were introduced to us as. We said this girl was a feminine bill for the 80s, you know, sign of the time. She was a reflection of the women of the 80s and stuff. She was in a translucent skirt, if if I'm uh, remembering correctly. And she was in heels. And to us, that was the original Coke formula. And with that being said, so first let me tell you, I, I never I never even gave the new She-Ra um, Prince of Power <laughs> the opportunity. For one reason and one reason only, which is the same topic that we've been talking about throughout this whole episode, is that does not look like my She-Ra. Now, with that being said, am I the problem or is the show the problem? Well, you know, to each his own, you know, perspective is within within the uh, individual person and stuff. But to get me just drawn in initially, you got to give me something I know. That's what I'm at. 
I'm, I'm all about known problems, not new problems. And that goes for the same with everything else in my world. Give me something that I already know. And when you go ahead and promote it up on a banner that's beloved, then I, I definitely want to see initially what I'm used to seeing. So it's He-Man and Master Universe first, She-Ra secondary. So it's going to be hard to get me on board anyways. So you had the one opportunity. And I looked at the character design and I was like, uh-oh, this doesn't appeal to me. And I didn't speak for the whole fandom at all. I just said this doesn't speak to me. So I didn't even give it a chance. And the reason I say that is now, now because we're having the conversation, I do owe it to the, uh, the, the, the fandom and the property to go back and watch it and just see how the storytelling was. But when they do these radical departures of the character designs, I feel as if it discounts the original character. I think you could tell all the same stories and you could put them in any different backdrop, any scenario. But if you give me the original design of it, it makes it more compelling because it picks up from a journey that I started with. And it just evolves it if you can get away with that. And that could be a whole nother episode. You know what I'm saying? Are we too old? Are, are we too old for masters or is, you know, is it time to let it go? I mean, we'll talk about that by the time we get to um, the CGI. Cause I think they finally got it right because I think they finally said, this isn't for you. Anytime prior to that, nobody is willing to say that, you know, you didn't come, you didn't put the uh, cart before the horse with new adventures and say, this is not your He-Man. No. And if you did do that, you might have had enough respect from the fan and be like, OK, well, let's see what He-Man it is. 2000X, it would let it be known. You know what I'm saying? It was He-Man. That's all it was, too, from the character designs. We understood why the um they, they had to do away with the Iron Cross. We're all mature enough to get past that. But, you know, because of religious reasons and the sensitivity of the world and its ever uh, evolving offensiveness or its um uh, views on offense, they had to change that. But we knew that it was He-Man. So then you go ahead and get to the Shira, and like I said, it just didn't look like Shira to me, so I never gave it a chance. So I owe it to go back to that. But with that being said, too, though, I, I gotta wonder and stuff: is is Master Universe and He Man character designs for us still, or is it enough that we can go ahead and adopt all these changes over the years and accept it? And I'm only speaking for myself. You know what I mean? I like to, I like to get the insight and perspective from a, a bunch of different other people. And at some point in time, we'll have to go ahead and get different people oh with God, different yeah. perspective. Because me and you and stuff, our yeah. lifestyles are too much the same. We're both black. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? It's obvious we're hetero males and stuff. We uh -huh. both have two boys. So unfortunately and stuff, it's really hard for there to be any kind of wild dichotomy just because of our everyday lifestyles. So we know what kind of brought us into it in so many words and how we feel about it from one perspective. And that doesn't mean that our perspective is right by any stretch of oh, imagination. If anything, we can't learn too much from each other. So if it comes down to, you know, experiencing a different perspective, we learn nothing from this. But we're open enough to go ahead and interview and bring other people on board and find out, you know, how they seen it. Because there's no way in the world that Master Universe became a billion dollar property in the 80s uh -huh. amongst all these other toy lines such as G.I. Joe's and Transformers, you know, kind of bidding for kids attention. There's no way in the world that toy line became a billion dollar property just with two black guys. You know well, what I'm saying? They're feeling the same yeah, way. Yeah. There's well, no way. Well, on that note, well, um, just like how we're saying how uh, learning uh, exactly. Um, one of the well, one of the reasons why you know we're even doing this is because we're both podcast junkies. We both listen to. Uh, I mean, because look, for for the most part, we're all fans. Okay, you know what I'm saying yep. everybody's the same. We're all fans. It's just that one of the reasons why we even did this podcast is it's almost like the same way we listen to. We have been listening to the point of views from other podcasters for years. This yeah. is our way 
of basically giving our point of view about how we see things about because we didn't see i'm not saying it's not out there it's just that we didn't see a lot of people like us um or hear a lot of people like us um talk about this particular franchise i mean that's just how i mean me and when talk about we talked about this um off the air but we were like you know why why is it when we go to PowerCon, it's not too many people who look like us you know like what yeah. is, now if we went to an anime con or or, or anything but whatever you would see a lot of people who look like us but when it comes to stuff like masters of the universe or some of the other ace properties it's just not a thing but anyway um um another thing i wanted to i mean we were kind of going down this yellow big road but Another thing I wanted to, to talk about was, you know, you were talking about how a lot of people say that the Shira series wasn't for us, et cetera, right? Now, I'm going to throw this out there. And okay. I heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, people complain about, you know, the Shira figures not being sexy. You got these He-Man babies, these guys living in their mom's basement, want to get over themselves, you know, go get a girlfriend, stop it. But here's the thing. Here is the thing. Yep. If... I was a preteen, you know, young teenager, and you showed me filmation Shira. Okay, you showed me filmation Shira. Okay, you showed these women; they're gorgeous, blah blah blah. And this, and this was in the nineteen eighties. Okay, mm-hmm. how do you think I'm gonna feel now that I'm a grown man? living life with kids married just just you know exposed to so many different things internet etc why in the world will i not complain why would i not complain and say that this is not the shira that i know why do you you know and yes you can say this is for the kids okay good luck with that but the thing is is if you want to bring in the old fans, etc., why are you going to sit there and tell me that basically I know that you're an adult who cares? We're going to bring out Shira, we're going to make it the way we want to, and she's not going to look nothing like you know the, the, the Shira that you know. Let me tell you something one woman has been around in the days of my father as a kid, yeah. Wonder Woman yeah. has always been sexy. There's, I, don't, I cannot, maybe we talk about the DC Friends, Super Friends, or something or whatever, or, or Imagine X, maybe. But Wonder Woman has always been voluptuous, dark flowing hair, gorgeous woman, nice body. Okay? Mm-hmm. Supergirl, for the most part, has been hot. How, you know, why is it when it comes to all the other females and the franchises? They always keep them sexy. They always keep a certain look because they know that that's what their fans are looking for. You mean to tell me that these women from the 1980s, Princess of Power line figures, you mean to tell me that that's not who they are? I think that their sexuality and their look is who they are. That's like giving me Chitara, who's not sexy. Even when they did a new series of Thundercats, they kept Chitara sexy. She is a sexy character. That's her appeal. Yeah. That's her power. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Their looks is a part of their power. That's just the way of life. I don't know why in this society that we live in, and I'm going on, going on a little bit of a tangent. But That's fine. 
I, I don't know why we're in this world where it's like, okay, there's no sex appeal. We're not going to have any sex appeal now for you He-Man babies, but yet you're going to go ahead and you're going to have the guys be sexy or whatever. You know, it's, it's just like, or you're going to go ahead and have sex appeal in, a, in, in something else, but you can't have it here. If you're coming out with Princess of Power, Shira, you know that this is a franchise that has been asleep for a long time. This isn't like He-Man where no. it came out in 2000X. She no. has been asleep since the dormant. 80s. Completely yes. dormant. Dormant. Hibernation. Since the 80s. You bring her back out, you're gonna tell me just you're not trying to capture the the the, the people from because if that's the case, they could have called her something else. You you didn't you could have you, you could have did that completely with something else. You could have, I mean, just as well as all these other shows are equally successful as far as miraculous goes. Any of these uh, shows, you take a Ben 10, you go ahead and go to Rick and Morty and stuff. These are original properties. You very well could have told that story and you probably would have had more success with it being an original story. And you still might have very well had the livelihood of your property if you didn't try to piggyback off a pre-success uh, with She-Ra and then try to tell a different story. And because of the radical departure, not only did you change the way she appeared, of course, you did the race swapping throughout the show and stuff. And you did the inclusion and diversity. That's always a good thing, but you very well could have did that with an original property. Because if you promoted as She-Ra, the Prince of Power, then who were you going for? And you can't use the old <laughs> adage that it's not for me if you didn't put that pref that disclaimer out there. You didn't put the disclaimer out there, so I just assumed that it was for me. So I looked at it, and I was like, okay, so maybe this is a sign of time as far as the animation goes. And far as the storytelling goes, whether it was into windows or uh, intention and stuff, and it was promoted towards the gay community, you know what? If it was the original designs and they would have kept the elements of Shira and still went ahead and put that storyline in there, I think it would have been more compelling because you would have had something that it came from and where it's going to. You would have took what we knew before, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know that this had these kind of layers on this stuff. And just for that very reason right there, if you kind of stay with the original design and you kept the sexy, I think that your message would have came across a little oh, more. Yes. Yeah, you I think you, it would have now. I think I think that you would have got across. And when I say sexist, I'm, and when I say sexy, and if it comes across as sexist, then it should. Because if you'd have promoted it like that, you'd have had a bunch of guys who would have originally been like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a Shira that I know of. And they would have seen it. And then you would have had the opportunity to go ahead and counter program our minds to how sexy comes across and stuff by telling these compelling stories. I might be wrong. But... No, I mean, I, mean I, I think that it's like you're not wrong. I think that it's your opinion because I'm okay. somebody else will listen to this and they'll say, yeah, we're wrong for saying it because I feel the same way. I feel like if they would have taken the new Shira series and kept the story the way they wanted to keep it and everything and just made them adults. Or made, made them adults. Yeah, yeah. Made them older, made them, made them look like, you know, a little closer to the filmation, made them sexy. No one, yep. would, no one would have had a problem. Trust me, I'm quite sure guys would not have a problem with the series if they were, I mean, I'm not going to go there, but guys would not have a problem with the series if they look attractive and they still were, you know, of an alternative lifestyle. No one is going to trip on that. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 th I think it would have just been that much more compelling if you would have went ahead and spun the alternative lifestyle in there. Cause I very much would have looked at it as like, Oh yeah, that's my show that I'm used to seeing and stuff. And I'd have went in with the intentions of, okay, I know how these characters are going to end up. And because I'm a master's apologist of the world, I'm going to watch and support it because of that. And then when you would have spun it on me with the alternative lifestyle, you'd have got kudos because you got my attention from a different aspect at that point in time. It's all about delivery. It's all about introduction. Then it's about presentation and then it's about delivery. But you got to get me in first. You know what I'm saying? The gateway is the visuals. 
And if you can't get me in, I'm just speaking as one person. If you can't get me in that way, you don't have anything else to say to me. Nothing. There's nothing else to say. So Revelations did a good job with the first episode by getting us in. How well it did after that, we're getting there. (laughs) Yeah, well, and also I think that a lot of the issues that people have with um, diversity and things um, in Master of the Universe, to me personally, I think a lot of issues is is not necessarily like um, people who are in the community presenting stuff. It's really, it's, it's people who are like hetero people who are trying to be funny and disrespectful yeah. and make yep. a mockery. Like, you know, they're like, oh, oh fist to her, her fist. It's like, come on, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, take, take oh. it. <laughs> Yeah, taking cheap shots at Fisto, oh, Ram Man, you know, and, you know, but if you go there with Batman and say, oh, you got a a billionaire raising a boy, you know, and and he's not with, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, oh, 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 you know, leave Batman alone. He's cool. But when it comes to Masters of the Universe, you, you got these guys who like to go there and like, you know, make these like sick jokes. About masters, masters of the universe. Now, uh, let me see. Uh, let me say this right quick, too. Let, let me say this right quick. So, when yeah, it comes yeah, to the alternative yeah. lifestyle, I think that you can interject the alternative lifestyles or all sexuality preferences. I think masters is the easiest place to be able to do it because you have something that's universally visually appealing to everybody right off the gate. You yeah. got men half naked, and a billion dollar, a billion dollars <laughs> is an offensive test visually. And then if you turn back around and you start talking about Ethereum. The predominant cast of that is all women. You mean to tell me all these women, they're not going to have any attraction to each other? I think that that plays into Master Universe. It's just all in how you want to tell the story. And if you're going to tell it to the original fans, you got to give us the original looks to get us in. And then you tell your story. But I think it fits perfectly with Masters. I think for as well as some of the stuff that Masters has done and do in the storytelling, I think that that works well. It's funny you brought up Batman, too. There's nothing more crazier than a grown man who's pretty much on the brink of being psychotic, dressing up as a bat. But what's funny about it is, though, you go from the original introduction of Batman, people love and adore Batman. And I'm talking about from years to years to years, that being the number one DC property and media. They Uh all keep one thing the same, and that's Batman. You can best believe either he's going to be gray, he's going to be black, but he's going to have the damn bat ears, and he's going to be Batman. And that's the one thing they don't tamper with much. And you can change it for as many times as you want, but it's easily recognizable. This is Batman. The only thing different is the storytelling. But for some odd reason and stuff, these movies are successful. For one reason and one reason I believe only, you introduce first and foremost, this is a Batman movie. Here's your Batman character design. And all we want to see is how different it is. But we don't ever expect it to not have the ears. We don't expect him not to have a cape. We know for the, for the most part that Batman is going to be Batman. Superman movies. You can remove the trunks, but you're not going to take away the blue, the S or the uh, the, no. the K. No. You're going to give us Superman. And then once we get past the point of oh, our lead character is easily recognizable, what storytelling are you telling? And then from there, all is forgiven. But when it comes to Masters, though, anytime that they seem to go ahead and start messing with the Coke formula, it doesn't have uh, nearly as much success. So I just got to wonder and stuff. Are we crazy as fans or am I crazy for thinking that I deserve to have my He-Man look like my He-Man? My Shira look like my Shira, and then I'm giving you guys open range to do what you want to do with the storytelling. I don't know. I'm just a fan. Yeah, well, you know, I, I like how you was going down the path of uh, Etheria and how most of the population, for the most part, for what we see is mostly women. And I mean, I'm quite sure that um, on what on, on Thanisgara, 
yeah. where Wonder Woman is from is all Amazons. You mean to tell me that there aren't any type of uh, you know, girl on girl type relationships going on there. Come on now, of course, Come on now. because they're all gorgeous, it's yep. all good, you know what I'm saying? And mm, but mm. if they were all that. a bunch of little underage girls, you know what I'm saying, doing it, then we're like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, it would be offensive, like, it'd be weird, it would be weird. Now, we went from oh, we got uh, we're still on Netflix, Shira. Now, uh, I get Revelations, we have Revelations. Okay, we're at Revelations. Now, Revelations, of course, you know, Revelations, uh, you know, um, one of the I can sum up Revelations and stuff based on what we said leading all the way up to. Okay. First and foremost, um, Filmation had 130 episodes, 103 to 130 episodes. So if you took Revelations five episodes to sit right now and you had 130 episodes to tell all the storytelling you could, you would be okay. But that's not the case right now. All we're dealing with is five episodes yes. and we're talking about sexy masters and we're talking about character designs and how they were introduced to us. So I hate that a lot of people talk about bait and switch, but I can't help but to understand and see why they see it like that. Um, when it comes to the toxic masculinity and when it comes to the woke and when it comes to the lesbian, you know, aspects of it and the alternative um, lifestyles and the sexual preferences, I didn't see any of that because I didn't want to. Again, we're going to have to go ahead and, uh, interview other people from different lifestyles and stuff to see what their perspective was was on that. But I have to say the one thing the first episode of Revelations did was they nailed the character designs on the head for the first part of the show. That's how you get in. And that's how it was promoted. Now, unfortunately, because it wasn't heavily promoted that it's going to be a wild departure, then people were left to their own demise. And if all we ever wanted was our He-Man, and that's what we expected. And we didn't get that. Well, of course, uh, fans are going to be up at arms. So now with that being said, I was all forgiven because of the first half of the first episode for one reason, and one reason only, with the exception of a few character tweaks. Wow. I have not seen my He-Man property look more like filmation in 40 years, with the exception of the first 15 minutes of this show. And then you get past that. And then here comes the dun dun dun. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. And, and we even got Clamp Champ for the first time. Animated. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, there was a little difference, even with uh Tila, the way she looked, her mm -hmm. design, because okay, she she can't she's not looking like formation body-wise. Formation, the the way they drew the women was just ridiculous. It was just just the proportions, very, very sexy. Right. It's not the times has changed now. Costume wise, the way she looked, everything it was you can look at her and say that's Tila, okay? Recognizable, it's very recognizable, very now, very recognizable. Now, we did discuss this and we were like, okay, after everything was over and Tila broke and it was her and Andra and they were like fully clothed and covered up. We even said that in like this apocalyptic time, would you have two women half dressed running around? You know what I'm saying? Like no, no, you wouldn't. No, be a smart thing. Yeah. No, you no, no, you no, you wouldn't. But that fair question asked in the components of Master Universe, you could turn back around and ask the very same question too. Would um would it be fair to say that He-Man, I mean that uh man in arms can punch trap claw off a high speed moving vehicle and jump off of it and go ahead and get his footing and run alongside of it just as well? You know, yeah. we we're dealing with unrealistic. <laughs> 
So with that being said, I'm not going to apply practicality to my fantasy and my sci-fi because I was introduced to the sci-fi and the fantasy world that I want those those uh, unrealistic um, elements in this series as well, too. So, yes, we had the conversation of practicality. But now that we go ahead and realize we're not dealing with a reality based show, we throw that back out. What's the importance and what's the necessity of Tila having to shave her head? Half. What? What was? What? What was? What's the purpose of her shaving her head on the half the side? I think that. that no, you know it all. You tell me. I expect the answer. Yeah. Well, I, well, 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 I'm, I'm what a lot of this is. I think that a lot, a lot of that. I think is He Man, He Man. The title He Man, the property, is mm-hmm. constantly apologizing for what it is. I, I think mm-hmm. that that's the big problem with this franchise is that it is constantly having to prove, uh, be sorry, whatever, uh, 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 for what it is. And what it is is a franchise about men who are half-dressed, big and strong with swords, and women who are model-sized and sexy and... Yep. That's what it is. And I think that this, the symbolism of Tila with the shaved head covered up and then uh, Andra with her locks and covered up, you know, and they both have like the, these hooded guards and even wore masks at times, even cover up their pretty faces. Yeah. I think it's all about masters of the universe, like the, the, the people behind it right now, et cetera, being ashamed, being ashamed of what this property started off as. It started off as a, you know, and, and I guess that, like we said before, uh, they, they, they will label it as uh, toxic masculinity. They would label it as a sexist franchise. Because remember, even with the yeah. Star Wars, it shows Luke Skywalker holding a lightsaber up in, 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 into the air and Princess Leia, you know, as down at his feet. Kind of weird, is at his feet. Even um, the vacation movies with Chevy Chase, they kind of make like a little uh, a picture of like, you know, he's doing the same thing, have his shirt half ripped and his wife is at his feet. That was always the fantasy of the guy being strong and powerful and able to save the woman, a woman admiring him and saying, oh, that's my man. He's my hero. You know, and, it, and it's funny. You went to about bait and switch. Right. And I, now, now I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. What did they play? What did they play to get us into this Netflix series? They what played the original it? character designs. They gave us the original no, character. No. Oh, the music, the music. Oh, yeah. I need a hero. Oh, I need on. a hero. Now, 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 you mean to go ahead and tell me when you hear that song? I need a hero. You want to swing on a daggone cord and grab a woman and 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 take it to safety? I mean, that yeah. is the ultimate machismo song. It's like yeah. You're I right about that. Hero. It's like it's like that's a song where uh, uh, you you're gonna take a bullet for a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're gonna sit there and, and push out the way of a moving car and get hit. Like that's the ultimate epitome of toxic masculinity music, right there. So it is. you're gonna bait us with "I Need a Hero" and show He Man grabbing the ball of Bashasaurus and having that little cocky smirk and looking. How in the world are you gonna say? That you know, um, this franchise is not about toxic masculinity. It's not about machismo. It's not, it is. That's what Masters of the Universe is about. Even and the- let me interject right quick. Let me interject yes, right quick. Yes, I just want yes, everybody. To, yes. I want everybody to be aware and stuff. 
we didn't say anything about the absence of He-Man in the show. We haven't said anything about that yet. We have not we we have not taken shots at the storytelling. We haven't said anything about that as of yet either and stuff. We're just wondering why we are shying away from what made the property as successful as it did originally. Why today do we have to do that? Why is that necessary and stuff? I think that if you say it's for the fans, not only were we um acceptance and mature enough in 1982, 81, 82, 83, throughout 87 to go ahead and accept the property for what it was. Now we're mature. We got more just for crying out loud. We got children. We got responsibilities. Why are we not deserving enough to get what we asked for in a visual format? Like I said, tell whatever story you want to, because when you tell different stories with characters, we know you take us on a different route of a ride, which we, we won't mind going on. But when you radically change the character designs to the point where we don't recognize them it's like why yeah and it just brings us to that question and the fact that it was either the bait and switch or else a false advertisement that is one more layer onto the complaints you wouldn't have had nearly as many complaints and stuff if you went ahead and just said this is for the fans with the caveat there's a hard turn because because everybody was completely under the understanding of the new CGI show that this is promoted for kids. And it's been said, too, in so many different ways. So with that being said, too, you were respectful enough to tell us that. And guess what? CGI is a little more you know, popular than what Revelations was with its five episodes because of its truth in the promotion. Yeah. So yeah. let's just go ahead and say that it was false advertisement, and everything like that. OK, if you didn't if you didn't tell us what you should have told us. What was the point in the radical character designs? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, and with that being said, too, I didn't say I didn't like the character designs. I'm just saying what was the point in it? Because it worked for me in the story. So when I'm looking at Revelations as Elseworld type of story, I don't mind it. Just so you know, I don't mind it at all. I can actually watch the five episodes and say that I actually like the storytelling. I like the ride they went on with Till and everything like that. But I'm still just wondering why was that necessary though? That's yeah, all I'm asking. Yeah. What was the necessity in that? Yeah, I, I I don't understand now. Now, if if it comes back to Tila being, you know, uh, Captain of Royal Guard and uh, and and Andre being uh, her lieutenant, I would I would love it. And they having like the classic look, uh, I, I would really like it. Uh, now, when it comes to, um, you know, just the fans and how um, we were expecting, okay. Um, a continue like they told us a continuation and of our beloved series you know and like i said I, I i'm not i'm not bashing like going back to what you just said i like the series for what it was you know yep. I, I like the series it's just that yes there there was a, a little bit of mis we were a, a bit misled you know when it yep. came to the series and there were even uh, some slips and people are like, oh yeah, you know, this is going to be a, 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 a Teeler, a, a Teela, you know, Teela is going to star in this series and people are like, like, really, you know, and then like, no, 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 no. I mean, no, uh, He-Man is going, and it's like, huh? You know, it's, it, it was always some back and forth and then what we got was what they originally said. It is a Teela story. Now, like we said before, do we have a problem that it's a Tila story, or no, or is the problem that we don't know who this Tila is? Like, and, and, and I'll say the, this: <clears throat> let me add this right quick too. You had other character designs um, in the second half of the five episodes. 
So I'll just go ahead and throw this visual out there right now and stuff. Triclops had a different character design. So I want everybody to visual, I want everybody to visual character, uh, the new character design for Triclops. Mm -hmm. uh, Triclops. Trapjaw had a different character design. I want everybody to go ahead and envision that briefly. Just put them in a lineup together. Beastman had a new character design. He went ahead and had a new character design. Put that in the, the lineup as well, too. Now put Tila. Now you're looking at four character designs and stuff. Of the four, which one is the most unrecognizable in Master Universe? That's true, Tila. Most definitely. Tila is the one that you're like, is, is this a new character? I mean, she 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 has the, the I mean, he, he, even to the point of Evil Lynn. Yeah. The way she was dressed, like, and she was she had guns. Like, what was mm -hmm. Evil Lynn had these big old arms? It's like, what's going on? Um, it, it just goes back to if this was a Tila story and she looked like Tila, and going back to our topic. If she was sexy, no one would have a problem looking at sexy Tila kicking butt all through the series. Nobody. And, 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 and I play around all the time and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I like to wrap everything up in humor and stuff because it just makes it a little easier to swallow the pill. But I mean, you you got my complete attention and stuff when we had the conversation initially. And you just said if the character design of Tila and Tila's quest was exactly the same as Filmation, or even if not exactly the same, even if it was the same character design as the first half of episode one would all be forgiven. And you just stumped me completely and stuff because I wanted to punch holes in that theory and everything. But I can't say the story is bad because the story flowed, you know, with some unrealistic elements, but it's in a sci-fi world. So anything goes, I couldn't really find, you know what I'm saying, much fault in what you said. And I was like, damn, you know what? If it was just a Tila character design, even if she so much as had to pull her hair up in a ponytail, I no, think all no. would have been forgiven. Nobody would have tripped. All would have been, nobody would have tripped. Nobody I, would have tripped nearly as much. But I think that her look symbolized more of look here, you you uh guys, you sex fiend, he babies. Yep. This is not it, it, this is not about you you all getting your rocks off. This is about uh, uh you you take her serious, don't look her at her as a sexual object, you need to respect her. And I think that that's the problem is is if I'm coming home from a hard day at work, a long day at work, and 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 I'm tired and stressed and bills, I don't need you to discipline me. Don't don't <laughs> don't you discipline me with my entertainment. If I want to be bad and I want to look at a warrior woman who looks sexy fighting, that's what I want to look at. Okay, I don't need your realism. I don't need you to 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 to, to stuff uh, some type of message down my throat. I mean, if you want to give me a message, give me a message at the end of the episode. I do not need a message when it comes to my Tila. What Tila needs to give me is a visual beauty, okay, yep. and some action. And that's it. That's all I need from her. You know what and, I'm saying? And we're, and we're only left to speculate because these questions haven't been answered. And mind you, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, only yeah. Make, we only make up even a half a dart on the radar, you know what I'm saying, of the perception <laughs> of fans. But this is our podcast, so it's our conversation. And yeah, if you happen yeah, to listen yeah. to it, you, you can agree or disagree. But you, we got yeah. you to listen to us. But my thing is, if you turn back around, and I'm just speculating, and I can't, and I'm probably stepping on some toes by even um, speaking in this lane. But if you turn back around and say it's women's liberation, okay, that's fine and that's fair. I'm all about that. But you take the original character design of Tila and stuff, and you turn back around and center on this journey and this quest and stuff, I don't think it's any less liberating that a woman had to go ahead and do as much as she did in the series with her original design. 
I just don't understand what the radical departure was. And like I said, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't understand why it had to be done. And if you were going to go ahead and take the main character off the table, then you damn best believe that your second best character should look like we remember because you already took off the main one. Yeah. Now, 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 when I look at um, Tila and I look at uh, Andra and I see those two women in a male dominated world with magic and, and, and all kind of things in a, in, in a time of violence, you know who they remind me of? I'm going to tell you who they remind me of. They remind me of another pair of women who are actually sexy, who, who, who got respect that women love. Let me, let me guess. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> Thelma and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Zena. What about Zena? What about Zena? And what was the sidekick? What was, what was the sidekick's name? Uh, Gabrielle, something, I think. Yeah, I think her name was uh, Gabrielle. We tuned into that every week habitually. I like Xena more than I like Hercules. Yeah, and, and you hear Zena, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and no one said anything. She legs, boots, looking good, hair. Yeah. Gabri- and, and her sidekick, she had her little tummy out. She she had a little less than what, and, and they were doing just <laughs> as much as a guy's was. So if it's a matter of female liberation and stuff, the liberation comes through the actions, not the physical appearance. And because you're giving us a show that was promoted to what we know, then that's what we expected. The storyline be aside. And if you wanted to go ahead and take that character design and apply it to a new original show and tell new storylines, you have the opportunity to do that. But that's why I feel like people came with the bait and switch, the false promise, the um, bad advertisement. I think they're writing feeling like that. Now, it's also said that you know, the character designs go back to form with the next five episodes. But I just wish that the messiness of the introduction of um, our property after 20 years had to be all that all that mess had to be attached to it because we're going to lose some viewership on the second half. I, that's already given. There's no way in the world that you can you, you can make up, you know, the lost ground and stuff with I the mean, fans. Well, they made it way too easy for the trolls to just tear it apart. You know As if saying? they weren't going to do that anyways. They were going to do that anyways. No, yeah, they were going to do it apart, but they, but they made it too easy. They just opened the door. Now, uh, I guess to keep it moving, yep. uh, well, we, we, we pretty much covered the uh, the, the, the Kevin Smith, He-Man, uh, Mass, Netflix, Mass Universe. Now, last but not least, the CGI. Now, we did talk about this a little bit, but the CGI. You tell me how you felt about that. And this, you know, you'd see anything with uh, issues with sexuality, et cetera. So how did you feel so, about that series? So this is funny. We had the conversation about CGI. Now, the CGI <laughs> show, the CGI, it was up front. This is for a younger audience. They said yeah. that. Yeah. And because yeah. they had enough respect to tell us that, then we were willing to go into that and be like, this might not be uh, for me. But because we had that bit of honesty and stuff, and then a lot of the fans now are parents and stuff. We were going to give it a chance, but we walked into it knowing that it was going to have the radical character designs, that the story elements were going to be, you know, saying a little watered down or we uh, thought that. And after it's all said and done, I'd have to say far as the storytelling goes, it was pretty entertaining. The show overall was pretty good. They kept some of the aesthetics. He-Man went from an imp to this overbound, muscly guy. And then they did. A, they took a lot of liberties to tell a different story, but it was OK. And I was more forgiven to that because it was said that it wasn't going to be ours. But the funny thing that you brought to my attention after it was all said and done and stuff, and I was like, nah, you're not that crazy nearly as much. These 
it it almost seems as if they took the same formula in 1981 in filmation and they applied it to this new show today which is something they could have been doing for the last 30 years it seemed like they had more respect for the new show albeit different in terms of using the character designs in in some kind of way than what they have throughout the years and stuff because i'm looking at and you 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 got your nails on the head. You got all your bases covered in this new CGI show, as far as I'm concerned. I think this works for everybody. I don't think you can get the same success as your original Master Universe because kids today just aren't, you know, as imaginative in terms of having to use their brains to create elements, story elements and story designs. I'm not saying they're not equally as smart. Hell, they're probably even smarter. But in terms of having to go ahead and use that creative muscle, they can push a button and get an answer and a response without having to think nearly as much. So I don't think you have that that level of thinking applied to the new CGI show as you did with us having to world build with our hands when we were kids. But I think they took the same formula. I think the same this generation of TikTokers and YouTubes. I think they put that stuff into the character designs of the males and the females and the characters. I think the boys were completely dressed up, but it was obvious He-Man was a muscle bound character. They did some diversity uh, change as far as race goes with Tila. It appears that she's African-American now. But I'd have to say that these um, girls are probably more feminine in, in, in the traditional sense of feminine than what Tila was in Revelations. And I'm just like, now, how does that work? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well I think that that was one of the things or, or one of the things that really uh, pushed us and motivated us to even do this particular podcast. Because when we looked at the CGI series, I was like, hey. Like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And, 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 you know, it goes back to, like, let's look at the character designs. I mean, um, or even the tone, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it, like, like you know, this has nothing to do with actual character design. I'm, I'm just going by, like, a little bit of story. The tone is even when Adam slips, he slips when he's trying to help out the little uh, cub uh, that looks like Cringer, and... He, you know, he hurts himself between his legs. So off the bat, you're, uh, you know, putting emphasis on them being anatomically, <laughs> anatomically correct. I mean, so yeah. it's kind of like you didn't have any of that in a lot of the He-Man series at all. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole, you know, I, you know, I hurt my, my groin uh, joke, right? Then you have this Tila um, that when she powered up, I mean, she's wearing like heels. You know, she got abs. I mean, the crass girl. Um, mm -hmm. She's got a cutoff. Yeah, she had, she had a little cutoff. She, you know, she had her little tight pants on. And, and I thought about this. With crass, you know, her complexion, she was like, um, sort of like a purple. And yep. I'm thinking about a character who also shares that complexion. And uh, 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 what's her name? Um, uh, 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 the, from from um, She-Ra. Um, the one that they modeled after Grace Jones. I'm trying to think of her name. Oh man, I'm yeah. I know exactly who you're talking talking about, and yeah. I can't think of her name because she was. I mean, she could be very well be a D E F character, you know. Yeah, but um, oh, it, it's killing me that I can't remember her name. But she has the same look and complexion as um that character. And, and, and she, I, I'm, it's going it's to come back to me. But um, if you, so if you look at Crass, and it's interesting because I didn't realize this, but Crass, her name, that's the name, I guess, that uh, Scott Knightlet gave to Ram Man. That was, that's his real life name, Crass. So she has, um, you know, Ram Man's actual name. But 
her character design, I like the character design. She had the, the little lips, pouty lips and stuff. So they kind of gave her sex appeal, um, you know, um, like situations. Uh, they show where Adam was helping or he pulled Tila from the cliff and they kind of rolled around and yeah. kind of pushed Adam away. So they're showing you sexual tension. You have the eldress and you look at the way she looks. She's like a runway model. She even got, and she got the meanest walk. You know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that walk, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's not overt, you know what I'm saying? It's suggestive as far as from an adult standpoint. But yeah, we can pick yeah. these things apart because we're like, oh, you know what? Now as an adult, you know what I'm saying? And in a more adult thinking mind and having the opportunity to go ahead and compartmentalize and break this stuff down and see what makes something work, we can see why young kids could see that because it helps you identify sexually. And if you're not even overtly doing something like that, people are naturally going to do that because sex is a natural thing. That's in our DNA. That's just like waking up and breathing air. You know what I'm saying? It's involuntary. It's all a part of us. As to what your preference is, has nothing to do, you know what I'm saying, with the price of rice in China. But because it's natural and it's something that's a part of our visual being and stuff, why not capitalize on that? And if you're going to do it, you know, with the early introduction of He-Man and up until the point where you have a CGI show promoted to kids too, you still play on that. Why couldn't you just do that throughout the course of all the iterations of Master Universe? Which leads us back to our original character designs in any capacity. This it's yeah. what works. It's what works. Yeah. Now, uh, Huntara. The, the, that's who I was trying to think of. Her name. Oh, was, I was thinking. Name. I was thinking Huntra. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a Huntara, right? So Huntara. Okay. So we were. Yeah, we were both on board and stuff. Yep, yeah. It so, definitely had a, a hunt name in it. Yeah. So so she she basically looked like she could be of the same uh, race. Yep. At first, I was like, "Why in the world they got this purple?" But yeah, so so you got you got that. I mean, you had a lot of adult things in this series. Even to one of the most adult uh, um, scenes was Skeletor coming out of the bath. Yeah. And and trap jaw yep. mouth dropping, and Evelyn had to close his mouth, and she kept looking and looking away at Skeletor. So it's kind of like this is this is supposed to be for kids. Okay, and it's for kids, you know what I'm saying? Because that stuff appeals to kids and it works. And you know what? Even if it's not overt, like we said, the stuff plays in your subconscious and it lets you 30 years from now ask the questions or revisit these things and be like, you know what? I didn't catch that at the time, but that was suggestive for a reason. Okay, now, 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 okay, now, I'm now let's go ahead and take this walk. Okay, so you have all this sexiness going, even to the point where Evelyn powers up, she looks sexy, right? So, yeah, let's say this particular series. Is 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 it? it it's it it, it 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 is now the He Man that everybody knows and loves. Like our He Man is going to be the nineteen sixties Adam West like Batman, and now he you know this He Man is going to be like you know like the new you know how how Batman became dark etc. This yep. is the new He Man. This is the new new standard, right? So mm -hmm. 30 years from now, okay, when they go ahead and show um, these uh, the CGI characters and they say, oh, we're going to bring them back. Let's say they go and they hibernate <laughs> again and they bring them back. So what are they going to do? Are they going to go ahead and uh, cover up uh, Crass's little tummy? Are they going to go ahead and cut out all the little jokes of uh, Skeletor coming out of the bath? Or, I mean, I mean, is that is that? And then when they do this, are they going to say, "Hey, look, y'all, stop being babies," okay? <laughs> you know? Yeah, 
Hey, because because everything every everything goes in cycles. So I like what you're saying there. I wasn't just giving you the air to speak. I was completely listening to you, and you yeah. were painting a picture yeah. as we go. Because everything goes in cycles. And to touch on the first points you made and stuff, if this is our new He Man and this is uh, the He Man for the new generation, and either we have to accept it or let it go, that's a topic for another day. I think it deserves to be discussed and stuff. You know, have we out aged He Man? And not because we lost a love for it. It's just the media and the the property holders. Just just they just don't have the respect for us. So they don't see the vision the way that we did. And they're moving on without us. I mean, it's a topic for another day. So I like the way you pose that. But with that being said, too, though, why, why would it have to be a new He-Man? Because like I said, you introduced me to. Oh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire um, and your new um, your new Spider-Man. I'm sorry. It, it, it's on my tongue, but it's not right now. You give me your new Spider-Man. The one thing that's the same with those, the only thing that's different is the actors. But the one thing is the same. I see Spider-Man and I know that Spider-Man. With the exception of some web armpits and some web slingers, that's Spider-Man. Why does He-Man have to look so different now all the way to the next 30 years? Why can't the fans be respected enough to have the same character design that we were introduced to as much as Superman, Batman, in the comics, anything in comics, Captain America is a relatively corny design to me uh, overall, but it hasn't changed much at all. The only thing that's changed is the the story and the compelling uh, complexity of the character as far as storytelling goes. But why can't He-Man and Master Universe keep their original design and move forward? And I know that that's not going to happen and stuff. I know Hollywood shifts and they do different things and i think they're trying their best and these are the testing grounds to find out who the new he-man is and that's why i was listening to you you know as unfortunate as it sounds and stuff between revelations and cgi they're trying to figure out what's a nice marriage and a hybrid but at some point in time too well what worked you know what i'm saying 40 years ago isn't working today but it's a question here's the question is what happened is what happened 40 years ago not working today because uh, because we're not into what we got 40 years ago, or you guys scared to give us what we were into 40 years ago? Um, I, I think, I think uh, first off, I think the reason why they change He-Man, they do what they do to He-Man, and, and, I, and this is going to sound crazy coming from me, because, I mean, I am a true He-Man fan. I mean, I love the property to the utmost, but... Um, the reason why they do He-Man the way they do He-Man is because he's a joke. And honestly, I, and, and I know that I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. They mm -hmm. don't take, I think that as a whole pop culture, et cetera, He-Man is not respected at all. And I so, know that. So He-Man so he hasn't aged well then. No, no, he hasn't aged well. And, and you know what? Even when I look at He-Man and my figures and everything, I, I look at He-Man as... He he is a part of my childhood. Okay, he's, he, he, the figures, everything is a part of, my, of 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 who I am and my makeup. And even as a person, you know, and that part of me can even be questioned to say, you know, am I of the times now? You know what I'm saying? Or am I basically? This is a part of me that I'm trying to hold on to that could be dated. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, 
you be still romanticizing and being in love with uh, the era of the uh, detective series in the 50s or you still liking the old Flash Gordon serials or you still, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you liking something that's beloved from the past. And I think that when it comes to Masters of the Universe, when it comes to sword and sorcery and technology and magic and stuff, it's a beautiful world. And it's a world that should not be updated. And, and, and that's the thing. You shouldn't update it. You shouldn't make it fit in with what's going on in the now. I feel like it should, me personally, it should have never been a Netflix series. He-Man should never be a Netflix series. It should never be in a theaters. It shouldn't be any of those things. The only media of Masters in the Universe that we should get is toy lines and straight to DVD movies, like how DC does. Because okay, okay, and the reason why I feel that way for is because it's not a mainstream property to me. That's that's the only reason I don't think that it will ever have the success that it has. I think it was light in the bottle. But with that being said, too, though, I think that it could have just as much success if they stay true to form. And here's why I say this. Okay. I understand okay. that a Batman is just a regular mortal being and stuff. But I happen to like Superman more than I like Batman because the reason is you can give me a Batman story and it could be great and I can appreciate it for all that is uh, being said. But people want the gritty and they want the ground and they want re reality base. Check this out. When it comes to entertainment, I don't necessarily need or want reality grounded and gritty you know why because i get up and i go to work every day i take care of two little boys i'm in a marriage i pay mortgage i know what reality looks like when i want to be entertained i want to go ahead and have a spectacle i want to go ahead and be removed from my everyday life as humanly possible because my life can be absolutely great it could be beautiful but it could be disheartening and it can be heartbreaking sometimes too so when you want to give me something that's absolutely good for my soul in terms of entertainment give me something that is the furthest thing away from what reality base is to me. And with me saying that right there, I think one of the the, the biggest departures you can make from uh, teenage Peter Parker having to deal with the dilemmas of high school or a Batman having to be a detective and train like a ninja assassin just to keep his mortal body intact and any other of these uh, war vet Captain Americas, I think Master Universe serves the purpose for that, that kind of entertainment, as far as I'm concerned. And if you mean to tell me James Cameron can go ahead and present to you one of the highest ranking movies in the whole wide world in history to date uh, on the premises of a 12 foot blue alien. And that go ahead and be the most popular and highest grossing movie in history to date, then you can't treat Master Universe with the same respect that it was originated on and it'd be equally as good. I, I, I respectfully disagree. And I think that we are our own worst enemies when it comes to our property. I think that we think that we're smarter than our property. I think that we want to go ahead and change the Coke formula that was originally introduced to us. And because of our arrogance, our pride, our egotistic nature and stuff, and the stories that we want to personally tell in a property that worked is, is the same reason that it can't be successful. I think that we are holding back Master Universe. Um. Now, now th th this is off topic, and this is... Uh... A question I ask that I ask a lot of people, and, and, and this is interesting, I didn't notice about you is I always ask people, who do you like better, Batman or Superman? I always ask people that question and, 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 and always find that people 
okay, you have Batman people. Yep. And you have Superman people. Uh, yep. I, I myself, I didn't know this about, I'm a Superman person. I'm going to tell you why I'm a Superman person. And, and, and when I say Batman, I mean Batman now. I'm not talking about Adam West Batman. I'm talking about Batman now. Yeah. When you take a billionaire who is in the streets beating people up and, and have all these gadgets and flying down the road and he is able to like come up with ideas to take out the whole team and, you know, of his own crew. I mean, I'm not really, Batman is, is, is so, is so out there to me that he's not like my hero. And, and, okay. and when it comes to Superman, right. Mm-hmm. I know that people, we live in this society where we live in a Batman society. We live in this, in this kind of society where it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to do what I want and, you know, any means necessary or if I got to, you know, crack some eggs to make a cake, I'm going to do what I got to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, 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 and Superman is always that character where it's like, I can literally rule your planet, but I don't want to. You want to talk about compelling? That's compelling. Yeah. But- I mean that 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 really is that's where some diversity yeah, really well, comes in. If you want to tell a good story, because the yeah, Batman yeah. formula works because you keep telling the same Batman story. You, you want to grab my, you want to grab my full attention with Batman. Make Batman gay. Otherwise, I already know what his motives are, and they're good motives. I know how the story's going to go ahead and end, with the exception of some character designs, some different storytelling. But that's why it works. I love Batman because I already know what to expect, and I get that. And it's always fun to get on that same ride. But but, but I like Superman even more. Because it's so hard to get that right. Well, here's the thing. To me, a person who uh, of that spirit who is like Team Superman, I think yep. that has the 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 the, the uh, is normally Team He Man. I'm gonna tell you why. Because He Man is also a super powerful being. Uh, does the right thing. Uh, tries not to kill. You know, yep. it's a lot of things. You know, a larger than life almost godlike character who is only and in he-man's case he's actually a prince so not only is he a godlike character who's a prince the man just wants to do the right thing and serve his people he just and on top of that and on top of that he's an immature prince there you go to where if you look at a character like um superman or clark kent i mean he still is trying to like you know um, uh, impress Lois Lane to where Batman is like, I, you know, I get what I want. You know, what I'm, I'm, a flam- I'm a flamboyant millionaire, billionaire. Yeah, it's like, of course, you're gonna want me. You know what I'm saying? Even in the series, yep. even showed him like pulling Lo- Lois Lane like, like it's nothing. And you know, so it, it's like, I feel like we live in a society where it's not that we're not okay i feel like in our society right now our society is not worthy of he-man right now it's not we don't live in a society that i'm not gonna say it's ready for he-man it's just that this property is not um uh, is not meant for the times of today it's just not It's, it's not it's not about being outdated or whatever it's just not the time it's not. It's not a good story for today's audience. Not at all. Not. Not. Not at all. Right now, we need the Batman stories. Right now, we yep. need those more cynical type of stories. And 
the story of like Superman, the story of He-Man, these are just fantasy feel good type of stories that I just don't think that people want to feel good right now. I, I, I know it sounds crazy. I think that no, it does. It, it doesn't sound crazy, and it's kind of de depressing too. But it makes complete sense because Superman and He Man are the apex of good boys. And yes. believe it or not, I, I'm probably more like Batman in my everyday. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm spited, I want to get revenge, but I also want you know what I'm saying a being to to aspire to be like. And He Man was all righteous and all good. And if he had to go ahead and turn up, then he did it because it was out of necessity. The same thing with Superman throughout most history. But it seems like everything has to be darker, gritty, and more realistic. And I don't mind that if it serves a purpose of the um, story. But your characters, through the introduction, is this is the apex of good. And this is what he's fighting for, is for good. And if he departs from that, it's only at a necessity. I feel the same way. I feel like I don't want a hero to be like me. Because I don't want me saving me. I want... He man, save me. Oh, <laughs> save me. I don't want somebody with my mindset to save anybody. Like, don't give me the powers. I don't know what I would do if you gave me I take off. I, I, I take two days off the week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and bother me. I'm like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. You know, I got prior engagements. Yeah, I mean, we 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 need those kind of heroes. Well, I'm saying we. Obviously, I can't speak for everybody and stuff. Exactly. But I think every once in a while, for as corny as it might be to be all righteous and be all good. I think you need those kind of characters ultimately in some storytelling. I just think you do. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you I, I think you do. And I think that the society would serve a better purpose and stuff with something like that. Now I'm not saying don't make it edgy. Don't make it dark. Don't make it realistic in some capacity, but make the overall goal and the nature of your hero to be a hero at the end of the day, go ahead and give them some compelling backstory and everything like that. But if you're giving a character to something that people are familiar with, give them that character. If their motives were the same 30 years ago and 40 years ago, keep those motives. And anything in between, take the liberty to do what you need to do to make it a sign of the times. But for crying out loud, if you're not doing that, then do something original and don't mess up the old thing. Because I'd rather not have I'd rather have an old He-Man than a bad He-Man any day. So do you think that that's the issue then when it, I guess to wrap this all up? To wrap it up. Do you think the issue is is we live in a world that is so cynical and so depressing that our heroes can't be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, basically, that, that man, it up. It's like in order for our heroes to be sexy and walk around looking like male strippers and female strippers, they have to be positive and good of heart to look so sexy. Like they can't. Have, like, <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, so, it's almost like so. Granted, yeah. Granted, we went off. We went off on a tangent. I mean, we definitely went off on a ten-minute tangent. But to bring it all back, yeah. to bring it all the way back and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, keep your character designs as, as they are. Try, you know, what I'm saying respectfully. Uh -huh. Try to keep. Try to keep your character designs as character designs. If it works for Marvel, it works for DC. Can we have it in Master Universe? And far as all of your multiverse stories, tell them all. Get that off. I love new introductions and backstories that I never had before. But if I'm if I want to see He Man, damn it, I want to see He Man. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's where I'm at with it. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to shake up this world altogether and stuff. But we've definitely gotten darker. We've definitely got more eye for an eye. And I mean, just with last year alone too, we probably got depressed too. So it's a little <laughs> easier to go for that gritty ground. You know what I'm saying? 
and that eye for eye mentality and stuff. But every once in a while, we need that beacon of hope. You know what I'm saying? As Superman was. And I don't mind what Zack Snyder did with Superman because I thought that the arc was going to go ahead and make them the wholesome Superman that he would have been with Christopher Reeves at a racing, but it didn't get to that point. But not even me being of that ilk, being the righteous and everything like that. I think we need that to aspire for when it comes to that conversation. But far as my Master Universe character designs, give me that. Give me all the story that you want to give me. Just just try and see. And I don't know if it works for a series anymore. I really don't know if there's any more storytelling that you can give us. I think, like we said, some one shots, some DVD directs, some miniseries, maybe something like that works better for Masters. The CGI, I wish it all the best of the luck because it's a new, different storytelling. Yeah, they, they, they took the liberty to tell the story a little differently. You could tell it for somebody else. So more power to that. But I think it's going to lead us down another rabbit hole of a conversation. Is Masters still relevant, ultimately? for the fans or for this audience. So we'll have to have that conversation too and see how we can spin Masters into a new beloved property or does Masters die with his uh, beloved fans? And you know what? And if it does, you know what? I, and this is going to sound a little morbid, but if it does die with us, then so be it. I mean, then so be it. if we're the ones who love it so much and we go to conventions and we still collect the vintage, I mean, just take all my action figures and throw it in the coffin with me. I mean, you know, throw, throw it in the coffin with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so be it because you know, it, you can't force people to love something. You just can't. And 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 I, I was I was talking to my son today, and I was like, um, you know, like sometimes you just gonna you have a cult classic. You're going to have yep. something that. You're gonna have a small group love it to death, and it, it's it's okay, it's okay, and, and I think that you know by the Masters of the Universe fandom being so small, it, you know is very intimate to yep. where you know for the most part we all kind of pretty much know each other. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, but, but, I, I, but, I, I, you know, I want to say, yeah, I want to say, yes. But with that being said, too, and stuff, and I said maybe the fans, you know, what I'm saying, are the problem for Master. Because we didn't ran this thing into the ground and stuff, and we've called ourselves niche so long to the point where that's all we are. Yeah. I mean, statistically, are we niche or is that, is, is that all we want to be? Do we want to be so inclusive and uh, private that we don't want to let anybody else in? Uh, is, I mean, are, are we our own problem? Because, I mean, oh, for our storytelling goes and stuff, we take forever and we drag our feet, you know, on our new live action because we can't get the story right. I mean, are we telling the story for our original fans and see how it does with the new audience and introduce them to something they might not know? Or are we too busy catering towards the society today? And how we went ahead and bit off on that and realized that He-Man can never be equally as successful. And we know because of the times it won't be just because of the new generation and stuff. But have we said niche so much that that's all we made ourselves? I mean, do we not want to be any bigger than what we are? And I think that's a hard question to ask because I like the personal aspect of Masters and stuff, especially from the convention standpoint. But does our property, if we love it enough, do we love it enough to let it go and grow and flourish, even at the expense of even at the expense of our female characters shaving half of their heads? <laughs> yeah, it's true. But at the same time, is that love by throwing it out there and basically having it not be true to what it is? So at okay. That's a so with that being, another... <laughs> that, that's a that's a whole nother conversation. And to go ahead and wrap this up, you asked me a question, and I'm gonna answer that to quote the beautiful and the great queen Tina Turner. What's love have to do with it? <laughs> well, well, I tell you one thing, it has a lot to do with sex because there's a lot of sex. 
there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of sex in Master Universe, and we just wanted to go ahead and touch and highlight on uh, the sexiness of Master Universe and what it was and what it has been throughout the years, just through our perspective. And if anybody has any opinions about it, you know, feel free to reach us, you know, on a Facebook group and give us your perspective. And maybe we have the opportunity to interview you just to get some different insight, because we would love to know what got this property to its popularity uh, when and where it was at a billion dollars. So unless you got anything else to add to it, I got to go ahead and tend to these bad kids and this nah, family nah, lifestyle nah, nah, and, aspire, and aspire to be He-Man. No, nah, no, nah, just basically uh, we're on Facebook. Go ahead and hit us up at Brothers of Eternia, you know, just, uh, you know, leave comments, you know, any, um, you know, uh, topics or, or or just, you know, just give us an input. Like I said, we're just two fans, just like y'all who are just giving our points of view because yep. felt like, you know, our voices just wasn't being heard, especially with all this talk about diversity, et cetera. Yeah didn't really hear much of a diverse voice <laughs> you know responding yeah you know to what's going on but anyway on that note um that's gonna be it um hey man you go ahead and have a good night hey long live masters and we'll do it again next sunday like we always do all right man take it easy all right man take it easy all right